Hello everyone, welcome back to True Crime Town. I'm your host Ethan and today we'll be talking about Dum Dum Dum, the Zodiac Killer. Now for those of you who don't know who the Zodiac Killer is, he's a serial killer. Unidentified and started killing around the year 1960, or so we think. The last known confirmation from the killer was in 1974 killer operated in Northern California. Now the first victims are David Arthur Faraday, age 17, and Betty Lou Jensen, age 16, shot and killed on December 20th, 1968, on Lake Herman Road. David and Betty Lou, the couple, on their first date, had planned to attend the Christmas concert at the Hogan High School, three blocks from Jensen's home. The couple instead visited a friend, before stopping at a local restaurant and then driving out on Lake Herman Road. At about 10.15 p.m., Faraday parked his mother's car in a gravel turnout. Some of you Zodiac experts know this as a lover's lane. So shortly after 11 p.m., their bodies were found by Stella Borgs, who lived nearby. I'm sorry, it's... The Solano County County Sheriff's Department was called. They investigated the crime, but no leads developed. Utilizing available forensic data, a man named Robert Graysmith postulated that another car pulled into the turnout just prior to 11 p.m. and parked beside the couple. The killer apparently exited the second car and walked toward the rambler, possibly ordering the couple out of the car. Now things get graphic here, so heads up. Jensen appeared to have exited the car first, yet when Faraday was halfway out of the car, the killer then shot Faraday in the back of the head, leaving him dead. Fleeing from the killer, Jensen was gunned down 28 feet from the car with five shots through her back. The killer then drove off into the night. Just before midnight on July 4th, 1969, same month and day as my birthday, it's not really relevant, Darlene Farron and Michael McGee drove into the Blue Rock Spring Park in Vallejo, four miles from the Lake Herman Road murder site, and parked. Now, while the couple sat in, the, in Farron's car, a second car drove into the lot parked alongside the couple. But almost drove into the lot and parked a little fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote down the script. Returning ten minutes later, the second car parked behind them. The driver of the second car then exited the vehicle, approaching the passenger side of the door. Farron's car carrying a flashlight and a 9mm Luger. The killer directed the flashlight into Megu's and Farron's eyes just before shooting them, firing five times. Both victims were hit, and several bullets through McGee and into Farron. The killer walked away from the car, but upon hearing McGee's moaning, he turned and shot each victim twice more before driving off. On July 5th, 1969, at 12.40 a.m., a man phoned the Bellow Police Department to report and claim responsibility for the attack. The caller also took credit for the murders of Jensen and Faraday, six and a half months Six and a half months earlier, 
The police traced the call to a phone booth at a gas station in Spring Road, and about three tenths of a mile from Farron's home, only a few blocks from the Valley Police Department. Farron was pronounced dead at the hospital. Maggie survived the brutal attack despite being shot in the face, neck, and chest. Maggie described his attacker as a 26, 30-year-old, 195 to 200 pounds, possibly even more, 5'8", white male with short, light brown curly hair. Oh my. On September 27th, 1969, Pacific Union College students Brian and Hartnell Cecilia Shepard were picnicking at Lake Berryessa on a small island connected by a sand spit to Twin Oak Ridge. A white man about 5'11", weighing more than 170 pounds, with combed greasy brown hair, approached them wearing a black executioner's type hood with a clip on sunglasses over the eye holes, and a bib-like device on his chest that had a white circle with a cross on it. A Zodiac approached them with a gun, which Hartnell believed to be a forty-five. The hooded man claimed to be on an escaped convict from, from jail with a two-word name in either Colorado or Montana. A police officer later entered he had been referring to a jail in Deer Lodge, Montana, where he had killed a guard and subsequently stolen a car, explaining that he now needed their car and money to go to Mexico. As the vehicle had he had been driving was, quote, too hot. Oh, okay. The Zodiac had brought pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline and told Shepard to tie up Hartnell before he tied her up. The, kill the killer checked and tightened Hartnell's bonds after discovering Shepard had bound Hartnell's hands loosely. Hartnell initially believed this event to be a weird robbery, but the man drew his knife and stabbed them both repeatedly. Hartnell suffering six and Shepard ten wounds in the process. The killer then hiked 500 yards back up to Knoxville Road drew the cross circle symbol on Hartnell's car door with a black felt pen. Wrote beneath it, Valeo 12, 20, 68, 7, 4, 69, September 27, 69, 6.30, by night. At 7.40 p.m., the killer called the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a payphone to report his latest crime. The caller first stated to the operator that he wished to report a murder, no, a double murder, before stating that he had been the perpetrator of the crime. The phone was found still off the hook minutes later at the Napa car wash on Main Street in Napa by Kayvon radio reporter Pat Stanley, only a few blocks from the Sheriff's Office. Yet, 27 miles from the crime scene, detectives were able to lift a, lift a still wet palm print from the telephone, but were never able to match it to any suspect. 
After hearing their screams for help, a man and his son were fishing in a nearby cove, discovering the victims and summoned help by contacting park rangers. Napa County Sheriff's deputies Dave Collins and Ray Land were the first law enforcement officers to arrive at the crime scene. Cecilia Shepard was conscious when Collins arrived, providing him with a detailed description of the attacker. Hartnell and Shepard were taken to the Queen of the Valley Hospital in Napa by ambulance. Shepard sadly lapsed into a coma during transport to the hospital and never regained consciousness. She died two days later. But Hartnell survived to recount his tale to the press. Napa County Sheriff Detective Ken Nicarlo, who was assigned to the case from the outset, worked on solving the crime until his retirement from the department in 1987. Two weeks later, on October 11, 1969, a passenger entered the cab driver by Paul Stein at the intersection of Mason and Geary Street, one block west from Union Square in San Francisco, requesting to be taken to Washington and Maple Streets in Presidio Heights from unknown reasons. Stein drove one block past Maple to Cherry Street. The passenger then shot Stein once in the head with a 9mm, took Stein's wallet and car keys, and tore away a section of Stein's blood-stained shirt tail. The passenger was observed by three teenagers across the street at 9.55pm, who called the police while the crime was still in progress. They observed a man wiping the cab down before walking away towards the side of one block to the north. Two blocks from the crime scene, Officer Don Falk responding to the call observed a white man walking along the sidewalk and into a stairway leading up to the front yard of one of the homes on the north side of the street. The encounter lasted only up to five to ten seconds. What happened next still gets me. That's the end of part one. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next time for part two. If you have any questions, please contact me. Uh, yeah, have a good, have a, I'll see you guys next time.